Aloha, all you basketball fanatics, and welcome to our podcast, Beyond X's and O's. Coaches on the panel today, we have Coach Lance O'Hara with Hui Basketball, Coach Bob Mack with Hui Basketball, Coach Tom Tran with Hui NorCal Dynasty, and of course, you got yours truly, Coach Mel Morosco with Hui Hawaii Heat. First off, all you listeners out there, we want to give a huge shout out to you guys. We really appreciate you guys listening to us. And I don't think we've uh, let you guys know where where we're from. We're actually based out of Sacramento. Just so you guys know out there, Northern California, uh, giving a shout out to the 916. Uh, But not only that, though, we just want to thank you guys for your support. And don't forget to check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor. And now we're on Google Play, is it? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So we really appreciate all the love and support to you guys. We, uh, we're still small. We're just four coaches that are like-minded, that love the game and love the kids that we coach. So welcome to the podcast. Now, um, I want to give a couple shout outs. I want to give a shout out to uh, Coach Nabil um, with the NorCal Supreme. He actually hosts a lot of tournaments over at uh, Home Court in Yuba City. Uh, Steve with Hardwood Palace and Coach Olajuwon over at Courtside. I just want to give those guys a shout out because Without those guys, none of our teams, none of our players would have an outlet. And, uh, you know, going through this whole COVID-19 pandemic, uh, they're still allowing us under circum- certain circumstances and, you know, just obeying the rules and applying them, we're able to uh, still play some basketball. So I really appreciate those guys. We never really give those guys a shout out. I also want to give a special shout out to our very own Coach Tom Tran from the Hui NorCal Dynasty. He's out in Utah right now, and he's on his um, his phone in the hotel on the podcast. So he's out there with uh, two of his basketball teams and uh, in Utah in a big tournament out there. So we're going to get caught up with um, Coach Tom. And if you guys heard the last podcast, he had really big news, and we are going to hear all the fine details tonight, or should I say should say today on this podcast so stay tuned for that so i want to give a big shout out to coach tom out there and good luck to all of his players and all of his teams out there um yeah so uh coach tom how is it out in utah first off um it's good old salt lake city you know this is uh, i made a joke about this uh the other day this is my third time ever being in utah and it's been three times in four months so Never been to Utah before, but um, I'm here for the third time in four months uh, because it's really been other than like the three places you've talked about. Um, it's the only like state that's really open um, for games, and so we've been heading out here. <clears throat> we've been heading out here for just tournaments right now. How's it been out there? I mean, as far as we know, how California's super strict. How's it? Um, how the tournaments? being like as far as the directors go um are they really strict um are there you know um cleaning stations everywhere in the tournament facilities or how are they you know doing these tournaments so this one that we're at this weekend is uh hosted by um steve williams from harwood uh palace and uh mario from west coast takeover so they actually sent a mailer out where you had to fill out a waiver um they're asking for teams not to show up 10 minutes before their games. Um, and then that after each team leaves to clean the station, clean their benches. So that way the next team comes in, gets the bench. 
So this would be the first time we've been that. The first tournament that we played in here, um, there was really no rules. I mean, they, they said there was there were some rules that were going to take temperature tech checks. I think we signed a waiver at the door, and um, that was pretty much it. They said to bring masks. Everyone in the gym did not have a mask on. So there was not that much uh, – they weren't strict the first time. I think they're, gonna be, they're a little bit more strict now. I think it's a different tournament. Um, but, yeah, the first time we came out here, I would say there was not that much rules. I mean, it was just – just like any ordinary tournament. Now, Coach Tom, did you take any? Uh, I mean, first off, boys or girls? What teams did you take out there? I know I have uh, a JV boys team here, so it's uh, mostly all sophomores with a couple of freshmen, and then I have a varsity team, which is mostly all juniors, and then a couple of my sophomores are doubling up and playing just so we could have enough guys. So um, we could take two teams. Oh, so two boy teams. How do your girl teams yep. feel? Coach? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm not sure. They're probably ticked off, but for my boys, they're probably happy because it's the first time I'm going, like, you know, second time going with them without taking any girls. Luckily, I have an excuse. There is no, this is a no girls tournament. It's only boys. <laughs> so that is my one excuse. Uh, well, I would probably take any girls, but they did not have a girls tournament. So this is, this is the million dollar question. I'm sure everybody wants to know what is your schedule like tomorrow? I have tomorrow off. I came a day earlier because I didn't want to drive uh, a day before. So, you know, like sometimes you need to get the kids like uh, their legs underneath them. Well, I'm the same way. So I came a day earlier so I could shop tomorrow. Um, tomorrow's my Nike outlet shopping day. And then uh, Friday will be my coaching day. I can respect that. <laughs> 100%. What time is your first game on uh, Friday, coach? Uh, we play at four and five. So same team plays back to back. And then we actually got a good schedule four and five. And then I think on Saturday, I'm at nine, 10, one, two, and four. So um, it's pretty cool because usually when we go to these tournaments, when I bring multiple teams, we don't ever get to do like a, a team dinner or a team function because we're, I'm running from court to court. So it's pretty cool that all of our games are done by like around five 30. So we can do a team dinner between my JV and varsity teams. Um, because I always tell people, I think, yeah, the games are always the most, like the games are fun, but I think the team bonding when you go to out-of-state tournaments is probably the most, um, just something that you, you remember forever. You know, the games, we were going to win or lose, you know, it's going to happen, but um, the team bonding is probably the biggest thing I, I like the most. Mm -hmm. uh, creating the memories, that's what I yeah. like to say. Yeah, those are, that's huge when it comes to team bonding, team chemistry, all of that. You get to know your players, your parents on a different level. Everyone's more relaxed. I love those moments where I can hang out with and, the players, and, parents. You know, and you really can only do that when you go to out of area terms, right? When we play locally, I mean, I know Coach Mo, your team hangs around, hangs out a lot, and so it might be a little bit different. But for most teams, you know, they probably just play in their local tournament and they go home. They don't ever hang out outside of that, right? And so when you go to these out of area tournaments, it's almost like you have to bond with your teammates because you're not, you don't have anything else to do. Yeah, I, I almost make it like mandatory. Like we get together yeah. at least once every couple of weeks or once a month. Hey guys, let's get a barbecue after this tournament over in the grassy yeah. knoll. And uh, we'll throw up some barbecue and some, just something simple, burgers and dogs. You know, we're not throwing tri-tip yeah. on the grill or anything, but it's just something simple to where we can all get together as a team. We can talk, we can have fun. You know, if uh, 
they want to have some adult beverages by all means and it's just more or less it's 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 super super important to me that teams do that that's just that's just me you know i mean i i just think it's it's great for the for the players and the parents and the coaches i think we can all get yep. along and talk to each other because you don't really get to talk to your parents especially you coach tom you're like you know coach 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 yep. talk to kids bye everybody <laughs> you yeah know? and so uh I mean, all of us as coaches, we don't get to sit down and really have that kind of just chill moment with our parents. And they go, oh, wow, Coach Mel's kind of normal. He, he seems like, you know, a jerk on the court as he's coaching, but no, he's a nice guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's the importance of actually having decent parents, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's true, yeah. Just, I, that's, that's why, you know, especially some of, you know, some of the teams that I know they're going to travel, I won't take certain kids because I know their parents. <laughs> so all right coach tom i'm glad uh everything's going good out there now we talked about you on our last podcast uh i guess you had a big meeting with uh the family and um you had something um at your job come your way and all of us coaches knew about it and we were super super excited for you um and I'm sure all of our listeners, you know, I think we got eight listeners now. So I think they all want to know too. And, uh, but I'm sure most of the people in the area know now. Um, but we just want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Like, so what happened? Let's just say, what was it about a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple weeks ago. Okay. Go for it. Explain to us, um, what, well, you know, where you I, work I had... and all that. Well, I work at Dick Sporting Goods in Roseville. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was on a previous podcast, um, kind of just saying that I'm probably going to step away from coaching for a little bit. Um, you know, it's just, obviously, you guys know, it's just for me managing, you know, 80 plus kids every year, it, it was just taking a toll on me. And uh, I made the announcement probably like on a Wednesday that I was going to step away from coaching. That Friday, I got approached by my district manager whose uh, home office is in my, in my store and asked, hey, um, do you mind, can you talk real quick? I got an email from Amy, um, who is a lead recruiter for Dick's Sporting Goods at the corporate office. And the email basically just said, is um, Tom Tran willing to relocate um, for a different position? And I had not told him or anyone at my store for the company that I was quitting coaching yet. Um, I had just made the announcement just so like a lot, at least the dynasty families and, and those close people that I knew um, just had some information about it. When I had told him that um, I, I had already made the announcement, I was going to quit coaching, which he was so shocked because usually everyone, everyone from my company knows me as the guy with shoes and coaching. Like that's, that's basically is what has consumed me. Um, so She's like, he's like, will you take a call from them just seeing it, if it's the right fit or whatever it is. And so fast forward to about a week and a half ago, I had a manager from New York call me and they're opening a brand new concept store in uh, Victor, New York. I don't know what the population is, but once I heard of Victor, New York, I Googled it. And the number one thing on the Yelp list was alpacas, visiting an alpaca <laughs> uh store and i was like okay i don't know if this is gonna be right for me but um, so, basically, hold, on, coach. Good. hold yeah. on coach i don't mean to interrupt you but are alpacas like llamas yeah, small yeah basically yeah 
just want to make sure I was right. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't refer. <laughs> that was that was number one on the Yelp list, not on the kids Yelp, on the regular Yelp. That was number one. <laughs> I'm looking and this up so, right now. I'm literally looking this up. Holy crap! Yeah, go, you have to go to Yelp. Things to do in Victor, New York. Woo! Um, that looks like an and so town. when you he said I heard when I heard it was New York, I was thinking big city, big. I town. was yeah, too. I was. Hey. That's what I was thinking too. I, I, I'm, I, if anyone is listening to this is from Lodi, California, I apologize, but I was comparing it to like Lodi, California. Like, hey, I'm moving to California. Everyone thinks like the beach, LA, but you're going to Lodi. You know, it's a little bit different. <laughs> That's Victor, New York. Hey, great coach, Tom. Because of that comment, I'm sure we lost two of our uh, subscribers. Sorry, we're down so, to six now. We're down to six. Now we're down. <laughs> Golly, man. Um, yeah, so he just called me and said, hey, this is not an interview. I just want to kind of hear you out and talk to you and kind of give you um, the logistics of the store and what's going on. So Dick Sporting Goods is just opening a brand new store that's going to be tested out on this location. Um, it's a more one-on-one -on -one basis. So it's just, it's just a, I guess they have a track field. They have a track turf on the outside so you can test out product oh you know a rock climbing wall they have a juice bar inside they have to, it's just like an over the top like for the athlete well fast forward to last week i was coming back from pleasant hill my district manager called me which he never calls me and says hey tom can you talk and i was like well are you at this off store because i was like i'm here and so i came in um, corporate office sent him a slideshow to present to me because when I had the present, when I had the meeting with a New York manager, um, he was just telling me what that, what kind of stuff was going on. They literally had set up a slideshow to present to me. Um, they had all like the pictures of what it's supposed to look like. There was a basketball court on the outside, which didn't have last, the last time they were talking about it, there was a basketball court. And then the, the funniest part of the whole meeting was the manager was like, hey, I just want you to know there's a Jordan shop. Coach Bob, you like this. He's uh -huh. like, there's a Jordan shop. And I was like, oh, wait, I see what you did. Yeah, like a, like a little Jordan store with like shoes and clothes in there, right? Wait. And then I was like, oh, I see what you did here. You, you wanted to put that at the very end to make sure that I would know that. Um, so he know, brought in the closer. He brought in the closer. Exactly. He brought in the closer. Yeah. He wrapped up. Um, the money thing, you know, like, you know, we always talk about coaching. The money thing has never really, like, come about of, like, being my first thought thing. But, I, you know, I had asked it because I was, like, it's just very difficult for me to tackle my stuff. And, you know, he, basically, he wanted me to move in January. Hmm. And uh, I asked him, I was, like, when do you need me out there by if I, if I was accepted? He's, like, well, ideally December, but we can take you as late as January because that's when all the stuff is starting to come in and we're trying to have a grand opening in March. So me being me and like, I'm just for the Vietnamese culture, it's like a huge family thing. So when you're the youngest in the family, you're supposed to um, like look out for your parents. That's just how the Vietnamese culture is. And so I didn't really talk to my parents about it yet. I was trying to figure out everything out in my head of how I was going to be able to, if I was going to do it, how would I tell my parents? Um, and what I was going to do with coaching because I was already going into it as I was going to quit coaching after next spring and summer. That way I can still coach one last time with all my players. And so I had asked a guy and he said, well, he made a dollar amount and the dollar amount that he had 
said, I mean, I think he was reading off a paper, but it was like a huge difference from the low amount to the high amount. And when I mean a low difference, I don't, I don't think I'm allowed to say that amount, but let's just say there's a car difference between the low amount to the high amount, a brand new car. And I was like, I told him, I was like, well, that's a huge difference. I mean, there's a big gap in between those two ranges. Like, is it lower or higher? Because if it's lower, then it makes no sense. But that being said, it was, it was anywhere from two to three times more than what I would make, what I make now. Um, so they gave me, he basically said, I was like, well, when I need to let you know this by, and he's like, I just, you have to tell, you have the weekend and I'll call you back next week to kind of get a idea of what you're thinking. And um, yeah, I just came to the conclusion was one, I couldn't see myself leaving this soon in January. And um, I had promised, you know, a couple of the girls like Jenna, who was on our last podcast and, and Rachel that I would at least finish Sierra college with them um, for their sophomore year. And so, yeah, I basically said, I turned it down as of last week because I just couldn't give up coaching this soon. Were they disappointed? Was my work disappointed? Um, yeah. Were they, the guys in New York, were they like, oh. Well, let's put it this way. The New York manager did not email me back. I emailed him, you know, thanking him, um, you know, for the interview or just the conversation. The people at corporate did interview. I, you know, I, I wanted to make sure I said thank you to everyone who like thought of me and through this process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, my, my scaring, my only part of it going into it was I was scared that if I was to turn it down, that it would jeopardize me for the future. If something else was to come up, they're like, you know what? He already turned this down. Why should we offer him something else? And so um, I had told my store manager who, um, the only reason why I'm with the company is probably because of him, because he, you know, he brought me there. I just told him that I'm just going to bet on myself. And, you know, if, if something else comes up, I hopefully I would have the opportunity. And I, I think I know a lot about the shoe industry. So I'm just going to bet on my skills and just hope that something comes out in the future. Yeah. I think you're fine coach. You know what I mean? I think people, people in, in, in the business industry know good employees and those are hard yeah. to come days, you know? So I, I think you made, I mean, for you, the right decision, um, we were, I think all three of us, we were kind of excited for you because you're young, you don't have any kids. And we were like rooting for you. Like, oh my gosh, this would be so awesome for him to spread his wings and go out there and see what it's about. But Hey man, I respect the decision. And I'm sure all of your players and parents love you for that decision, man. Which yeah, is uh, probably some were sending me messages. Some, <laughs> some were sad and some were like, Oh, that means you're gonna be here next year. I was like, "Yep, you're stuck with me until next spring at least." Gosh, January is so fast. That would have creeped up yeah. on you. That. Yeah. And and honestly, man, I mean, Polynesian families are similar, same way. Yeah. You know, they don't want their kids to just move out. Like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You need to take care of us. And so, yeah. I I totally understand that, and I'm sure. Honestly, your parents probably would have been devastated if you said, yeah. "Hey, mom, dad, by the way." Got this opportunity. See you later. They would have been like, yeah. "Oh, it, it's it's funny because when I was talking to them about like the corporate, and they're like, do you have anyone you're close to?'" And I was telling them, and I was, and I was like, "It's just hard to explain to people that don't understand the culture because they don't know. You know, it, it's easy for them to say, okay, I can leave.' And I'm like, it's just different for us, right?' And so, yeah. 
Um, and I've just always had the regret, like if I was a ghost or when something was to happen to my family, like, yeah, I could fly back. But to me, it's like, what happens if it's too late, you know? And mm-hmm. so that's why I always tell people like the money thing, it has never been a big thing to me because it's always been about the family. And like, you know, I've always sacrificed for coaching. So, so, so I think we kind of need to focus on the important point though. And that's, I could have had a Jordan plug and now I don't. Is that what I'm yep, You could have. Is that what happened? You could have. <laughs> you know what you know you know you sound like you sound like sunny 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 was the same way sunny was like wait, wait what do you mean you're not going to coach the ray anymore and then i had told him about the whole thing then i told him about the whole thing and he's like all right so you're gonna be able to give me jordans then when i told him i'm not gonna do it he sent me a text he's like i thought you were gonna be my plug yeah same thing i'm with sunny i'm with him man sunny i hope he listens to this one day hey i'm looking at the map of where you would be living <laughs> it's on the canadian border bro you've been getting like 15 feet of snow i know yeah i know joke. i'm looking at hey. it it's like 50 miles from toronto you're right next to buffalo you're be- between buffalo and syracuse Dude, yeah. syracuse, it's like a thousand feet of snow every freaking year hey <laughs> so the the manager they the one the manager from new york called me and he was talking to me he was like well let me ask you one thing he's like do you like the snow and i was like sir I've been to the snow probably four or five times in my life. And every time I got him back, I had a, a big cold. And I was like, I was like, I don't own a pair of snow boots. And I don't plan on owning a pair of snow boots. Yeah, no, pass. Hard pass on that. That's probably something else will come up that's warmer for sure. I don't think I, I I'll tell you one last story real quick. This is this is what will tell you why I'm not good for the snow. I went on a corporate visit to Pittsburgh probably like a year ago. And we went to one of the local Dick Sporting Goods stores there. And uh, everyone is wearing jackets, like coats. I'm wearing a Nike, like, windbreaker jacket that you get at, like, your high school with the, the team logo on it. So it's, like, two degrees, right? And I'm, I'm shivering. I'm, like, I'm freezing. Everyone else is in all the coats, beanies. Well, right in front of the store, and we have these two-tier bins. And I see a scraper, right? I'm thinking it's a grill scraper. Like, you know, it has, like, little the iron stuff on it i'm like i'm like Windshield. why do we have grill scrapers up here right now right like me being a smart ass everyone looks at me because everyone's from the east coast and they're like that's an ice scraper for your windshield for your car and then everyone just starts laughing because i thought it was a grill scraper and then i was like this is why i should never be in the east coast because i don't know these things yeah that's another world out there i'm telling you Plus, yeah. like Coach Bob's had another 15 feet of snow. It's a way another world. Oh, yeah. Way. No. No. <laughs> so, so check this out, coaches. I kind of named this segment um, Coach's Story Time, all right? So the main topic, I guess, of this podcast is just some stories, you know, that us coaches can share with you guys. I have an interesting one. As you know, being a coach in AAU, I've always said this one year of AAU is like seven years. It's like dog years. It's like a dog life, right? So um, there's just so many endless stories. And maybe after this story, one will kind of just jar loose out of you guys. But I wanted to share this story with you guys. I was um, uh, coaching my uh, eighth grade, or I should say they're ninth graders now, but my ninth grade team over in Yuba City at uh, the home court um, facility there, ran by Coach Nabil. And uh, we played against a team. They're a kind of a 
I guess you can say a pop-up team. They just pop up uh, with players every now and then. I don't even know how dedicated they are. They always have a bunch of uh, different players every time we've seen them. we played them like three times already. Um, great team, though. You know, very athletic. Um, just super athletes. So I want to say they have a couple kids on their team that can dunk. They got some really quick, fast, strong teams. But they're also a couple years older than our boys. But that's what I want to do. I want to play. I want to challenge my players. Right. I want to get them better. So that's always been the goal when coaching was to play up a year or two, keep them above the curve. And uh, so we're playing this team, right? It's like team cabbage. I was calling them key team savage, something like that. Right. And um, during the team, the game just starts. Right. And one of the players who's their probably their best player was kind of running his mouth to the guys. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. We, we've been through these players before we've seen them. And we played these guys a couple times already. And so we, we, you know, we're doing our trap. We do a double team and, you know, he's breaking it because he's just so fast. He's quick. He's really good ball handler. And our boys weren't trapping really good. So he breaks it a couple times and now he's starting to run his mouth. And he looks over at me. He's like, you better make an adjustment coach because this trap isn't working. No, 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 no. And I'm like, are you talking to me? I'm like, dude, you're talking to the wrong guy, man. You're barking up the wrong tree here. I said, uh, you're, you're not that good. I said, I've seen a lot better players than you, but okay. And plus you're like two years older than our kids, but okay. You know, so the banter started there. Then the coaches hear me talking to the player who's talking to me and I'm talking back to him. So then they start running their mouth and I'm like, who are you guys? Are you guys are, are you three dads coaching this team? I go, I don't even know if you guys are real coaches. Why does it take three of you guys to coach these kids? It's only me by myself here. Why is it three of you guys? And then, of course, the coach is running his mouth. He's going back and forth. And so now I'm seeing what the referees are going to do, right? Because I'm a big referee guy. I'm a big fan of the refs. I want to see if the referees are going to take control of the situation or if they're going to let two coaches talk to each other. And I know both of these referees. That's why I was kind of disappointed, especially after what I told them. So we're going back and forth, talking back and forth, back and forth. And I'm not even, I'm not even coaching the boys. The, co the kids are playing. And our co we're coaching, we're going back and forth, just talking to them. They're talking back to me. I'm talking back to them. And the referees blow their whistle. They say, hey, coaches, coach your kids and don't stop talking to each other. So I whisper in one of the referees' ears, I say, hey, give us a double technical. Give us coaches a double technical that'll calm the whole situation down. That's the right thing to do. He looked at me and kind of went, like he thought I was joking because I guess, you know, coaches don't really say that, but in this, I wanted to see what he was going to do. And he, and the, the referee didn't, he just kind of laughed and, and chuckled and shrugged his shoulders. And I'm like, you got to take control of this game because if they're going to talk, I'm going to talk again. And we're going to have this come up again. And then it's going to fall out into the court. And sure enough, they started talking. I started talking. They blew the whistle. They had another chat with us. Hey coaches, enough, enough is enough. And I'm like, you guys need to take control of this game. And that was the whole like moral of the story. So the coach is still running his mouth. He's like, we're going to run 30 piece on you guys. We're going to 30 piece you guys. We're going to 40 piece. We're going to keep running. I'm like, there's like three more quarters left, dude. Like there's so much basketball left. Act like you've done this before. Right. And you know, those coaches that turn into fans as like, are you a fan or are you a coach, dude? Like, you know, they're jumping up and I'm just like laughing at them. Man, you guys are ridiculous. Right. So I look at the coach and I go, hey, I hope you guys win. I go, we beat you guys the last two times, but this time I hope you guys win. I mean, 
you guys were getting better. You guys aren't. Like, you're barely beating a two-year, like, younger team. And so uh, he's running his mouth back and forth. And he goes, we don't even practice, man. We don't even practice. And I'm like, uh, either do we. And he goes, yeah, you do. I see your Instagram. And I'm like, oh, so you're a fan. Oh, I get it. Oh, and so now, like, the scorekeeper kids, they're laughing, right? And I'm like, oh, you should have told me you were a fan because if I would have known that, now I understand why you're so like, you know, you want to beat us. You're a fan. Okay, well, I appreciate it, man. Take that as a compliment. So basically, this is where it gets good, coaches. So we ended up losing. I think we lost by like 14 or something. And the game is over. And so we go to shake hands, you know, so we're shaking hands. I'm congratulating all the boys. Hey, great job, man. All the boys, honestly, they're pretty well respectful. I mean, they're your basic athlete, real, real high energy. Uh, you know, I would say they would be really good if they played together as a team, but it's more individual player, but they're really good. And so I was congratulating them. I go to shake the coach's hand. And this is when you can tell who is a real coach and who is a dad or an uncle or somebody that's just trying to coach. He didn't shake my hand. I go, oh wait, you don't want to shake my hand? He's like, nope, I'm not going to shake your hand. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I know you're not a real coach. You're just a dad or an uncle or a brother out here trying to coach a team. You're taking, you actually won by 14 and you don't want to shake my hand. Same because what were you saying? I was talking to your players. No, he was talking to me. I was talking to him. You guys were talking to me. So, I mean, as much as you hate, I, I played against a ton of coaches that I dislike on a personal level. But when the game is over, you shake their hand, right? I put out my hand to shake, you know, ex assistant coaches of mine and they won't shake my hand, but they'll give me a fist instead. And I'm like, Oh, whatever. I'll give you a fist pump, whatever. But you still shake the opposing coach's hand, win or lose. And so the whole, there was just so many different stories. And when, when this all went through, I just kind of laughed inside and I'm like, wow. So in the end, I really did get the best of you. I was really under your skin the whole time. You know, it just shows and, and coaches or dads or brothers or uncles that want to be coaches don't realize the psyche behind being a coach. You really got to be sharp, not only as a coach, but the psychology side of it too, right? He just showed me his weakness. He just showed me that I'm, I get under his skin. So when we do play each other again, and I know, Coach, you're a fan and you're probably listening right now. <laughs> we will play each other again. It's all good, man. I don't hate you. It's part of the game. All right? It's, I would actually say it was kind of the referee's fault for not taking control of the game. I even told them, give us a double, a double T. You got to calm this game down. They laughed at me and let it go. And that's what happens. That's actually how fights start, by referees not taking control of the game, you know? It could have it could have got really bad. You know, if I was like one of those violent guys and he was and we're standing up talking, chest bumping, it could have got really bad. Um, but it was just a story I had to share with you guys. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to tell the coaches about this story on the podcast. And I don't know if any story like this uh, has happened. I'm sure all of us have stories like this and maybe something just popped up in your mind. So if you guys do, I just wanted to share that story with you guys. I've never not shaken a coach's hand. I want you, Coach Mo. There's coaches I, I can't stand, 
and teams I can't stand, but I've never not shaken their hand. I may not have a lengthy discussion with them after the game, but I'm going to shake their hand, tell them good game and move on. I mean, because really at the end of the day, what kind of example we set for these kids, if we, we tell them to go through the line and shake the opposing player's hand, we won't shake the coach's hand or the referee's hand. It seems a little bit, I don't know, seems, seems a little bit off, but I don't, I don't, I, I, I will say that, Coach, one of the, the things that I I think I hate the most is a player talking to a coach or an opposing player talking to a coach. It drives me nuts. And it, 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 it what drives me more nuts is when the other coach doesn't stop it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always, anytime I, I mean, I've had players talk to coaches. I, oh, I, I've burned a timeout because of it because I need to address it immediately because, you know, the gym was too loud and I had to, I couldn't get my voice over to him. So I've had to burn a timeout so that I can pull him over and put him on the bench and say, it's not what we're going to do. Yeah. It's so disrespectful and I'm huge on respect. That's like, I live my life through the word respect. And in order to get respect, you got to give respect. I wasn't even addressing him. I kudos all those players. <laughs> so good. They actually make our players better, but for him to run his mouth, I guess you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to motivate yourself. Maybe he just saw the Jordan, you know, uh, show, and maybe he's kind of hyped up. Maybe the kid watched Braveheart, Mel Gibson. You know what I mean? But he was. <laughs> you had the face paint. Really, you had the face paint on. <laughs> he said, "Freedom." Uh, <laughs> you know, he was all dressed up for nothing. And and, and the right. funny thing about it, as the game progressed, we continued to trap him, and he would lose the ball. He would lose the ball and he would turn the ball over because it's like humanly impossible to dribble between three guys or two guys. As soon as we got our, you know, our, our, our as soon as we got our trap down, finally, he started to lose the ball, turnover, turnover, turnover. But the kid was on when he was shooting. And when, when you're shooting, it's like, oh man. And every time he shot, he kept looking at me, which was, which was the funniest thing. I kept laughing every time he shot because when he missed, I said, Hey, how come you didn't look at me then? Hey, what happened? You know, shooting bow and arrows. He was shooting arrows in the sky. And I was like, oh, did you run out of arrows? I go, oh, I guess, guess you ran out of arrows, huh? And so the funny thing is, is like, every time he missed, he wouldn't look my way. But when he made it, he would look over at me. I said, what happens when you miss? Why don't you look at me when you miss? And so he hated that I was saying that. And But, you know, I, I fell into the AAU hype. And I talk about the AAU hype all the time. And it's... AAU, all about ugly. It comes out in us all the time. Should I even talk to the kid? I shouldn't even have said anything, honestly. That, that's where Coach Mel went wrong. But like you said, Coach Bob, it's that respect thing. And the way I was raised, when you got a kid, talk. I'm like, who? I'm not even talking to you. I'm, I'm just talking to my players and trying to coach. I go, and, and on top of that, you're really not that good. <laughs> I've seen players younger than you that are better than you, but okay, if this is what's motivating you, I respect it. Like I said, if you saw the Jordan documentary and you want some type of motivation and you want to make things up in your head, okay, I get it. But uh, it was just funny. It was that, like you said, coach, it's just a lack of respect. And then for his coach not to be aware, game management, what's going on in the game, you just know he's just not a coach. Yeah, I, I, I would say that I'm with Coach Bob on, you know, that's that's on the coach. Um, to me, if, if, if one of my players starts to talk to, even even if they really talk to a player, 
on the opposing team where they start to do all the, the bow and arrows and all that stuff. Oh, I, I shut that down really fast. And it's not, it's, it's not about, and it is about respect for, uh, you know, respect towards the other coach and respect towards me as a coach. But it's also respect towards the game of basketball as well. So that's just my opinion. Yeah. I, I can say that coach Lance, I don't know if you remember when, when we were coaching at Whitney and, we would have the the winter tournaments, and and for I think the last couple of years, you you went down to San Diego with with Josh because he was playing on the varsity team, and I would stay behind and coach. Yeah. Well, Sack High would come to our tournaments, and um, Sack High's crowd can be pretty pretty boisterous. And we met him in the championship game the first year. Yeah. It was loud, man. It was a tight game. It was it was close. We're going back and forth. The way the style we play, the style they play, it's just a fun game, right? It's we're just having a good time. Um, one of the players was talking to me quite a bit in the game, pissed me off. Uh, I probably said a couple of things. I can't remember uh, exactly what I said. It's been a few years, but you know, it was one of those things where when we came to the line, I stopped him and, and, and I talked to him and I says, Hey, you're, you I mean, he was their best player. He says, you're a very good player. Um, but you need to understand, you need to respect the game and respect the officials and respect, you know, opposing coaches and players. Um, that's something that you need to do in order to grow and become a better player. And, you know, he was, he actually was fairly receptive to it and, and, and he took off and left and, you know, they, they got their trophy and, but the next year we came back and he was still on the, the JV squad. So um, we played again, um, same, same type of game. It was loud. It was back and forth. It was same pace. It was fun. We ended up winning the game this time. And, and the kid didn't say a thing all game. And he came down, he got to me in the lineup, says, hey, coach, I remember you and, and I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been working, working really hard on respect. And I, and I, I, had, to, I had to call him out and say, hey, you know what, you, you played your butt off. You, you, you let your game talk. You didn't do the talking and, uh, you know, wish him nothing but the best. So somebody, somebody got in his ear and coached him up over there. Uh, whether it be AU team or Sakai or whatnot, because I, I don't think what I said would have changed that, but I think somebody got in his ear. And you can just tell, you know, players can change. And that's yeah. – so any players that are listening to this, you're not doomed to be that guy, you know, and, or girl. And, and and I'm all for, like you, like you said, Coach Coach Lance, is, you know, the bow and arrows and the threes and the, you know, all that crap. And, the, you know, I, I, I never liked it. Again, yeah, I just it, – it, it's it's – it's not my, you know, it's not the NBA. Come on. I mean, come on, guys, we're playing AU basketball. Right. Uh, respect the game. Learn to play it first before you start, you know, uh, you know, being theatrical with it. This is, we're not getting paid. We're not getting rings. None of this is happening. Um, so respect the game. Uh, I've never really understood that piece. Um, but, you know, it's, it, you can be, you can be uh, emotional and care without having to do those things. There's, there's other ways to do it. And, and I've seen it. So um, I, I don't know. I, I may, maybe the old school of me coming out, but I, I just, especially at this, this level, I don't like it. I don't think there's any place for it. Yeah. You know, speaking of the word respect, uh, when I was officiating basketball and I was like, you know, the R, which is like the lead referee, I would have the same spiel for the players. You know, how you meet at center court, you got the players there, you're talking to them. Honestly, half the time, the kids aren't listening to you. They can give a damn about what you're saying. It's going in one ear, out the other. I hear referees say these long two-minute speeches. It's like, dude, this is like way too much. I keep things simple and straight. I look at them both in the eyes and say, you're the team captains? Okay, listen, 
It's this game is about respect. All right. Respect us as officials. We respect you guys as players, respect each other, respect this game. Let's play ball. That was pretty much it. Every single time that's, I gave the same speech and it was simple. It was fast. It was to the point. coach Lance. Yeah. And, and that's, that's awesome. Um, to start the game off that way with the players, Coach Mel. Um, I just want to say that I would give a shout out to that that player, Coach Bob. I mean, just just for recognizing, you know, coming back to you, number one, and and being being man enough to say, hey, Coach, I remember you, and to say thank you, and to you know just to remember that. I think I think it says a lot about his maturity. So, wow. that player was shout out to him. And he did it in a loss, which is even harder. And, and it was wow. a tight loss. We went, we were down, I think, 10 in the fourth and came back and, and beat him by three or four. So, I mean, he was he was able to pull it together. I mean, because, oh, come on, no one likes to lose. He did it in a loss. That tells me even more. Nice. Yeah, that, that shows a lot of his character. Not only that, though, it just shows, Coach, that you made a difference in his journey, you know? I mean, that little piece of, you know, those words that you had, that conversation that you had with him stuck in his head, you know, and it's probably something that he'll never forget. And he'll actually probably tell his kids the story and tell kids that he coaches the story about this coach, you know, that was a jerk. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, I don't even know, it, it, you know, if, if it was me, I mean, because it, it was just a short conversation. I don't know that it would make that an impact. I really honestly think it was probably somebody from their program that actually, push that through but i think I mean, maybe there's a little piece of that but i think it was probably someone else or a, he, a family he remembered yeah he definitely remembered though yeah he did he did you know what i got a good high school story for you oh i like those since i don't go to high school i guess i can tell the story no you might like you know you might want it like this and hopefully you don't do it when kainoa um gets there for tryouts i was a freshman coach at del Oro. Probably this was going, this is actually my first year as actually head coach. Um, I just came back coaching at Franklin Elementary, which is a feeder kind of to Del Oro. And uh, there's a group of boys. So a couple of my boys actually transferred to different high schools, but a couple tried out for Del Oro. For our high school trials, we had to do, you know, like typically you see people like do like the numbers thing. You post the numbers, you, you see your number, you come back the next day, right? Well, for us, we had to do face-to-face -face cuts. So if you made the team or you didn't make the team, we were telling you face-to-face. -face. Like that, it was just a thing that at Delor we were trying to do to teach them, you know, the people skills. Instead of seeing it, you could just talk talk about like why you might not have made the team, what you need to improve on next year. Obviously, some kids get pissed off because, you know, if they're not making the team, they don't really want to talk about it. Well, at Delor we have outside uh, classes from the gym. So – if you're at the gym, you know, if anyone's gone to a hardwood class, let's just say it's like from court one to court three. Like you have to have a, it's not a long walk, but you still got to walk to court three. Um, so, you know, we would, hey, bring this person in next, bring this person next. We brought one kid in and this person did not make the team. And it was a Friday night football game. I remember this. And we did a face-to-face because -face we just basically said, you know, Thank you for coming out. Did not make the team. And he left. It was fine, right? Next kid is supposed to come in. The next kid is walking in. The dad comes in. The dad is screaming, cursing at me and my assistant. Um, 
saying, why did we cut his kid? Like, it, I mean, I've never seen it in high school sports because, you know, I was a varsity assistant before and you've heard stories, but like literally we're just screaming and he would not leave the classroom. And he's, and this next thing that we're bringing in, um, he's like, you're keeping this kid? Like my kid is way better than this kid. Like, like, but he was doing it in front of the kids. Like, I've never seen in my life. Like, and me as a head coach, I mean, I was it. like, I've coached basketball for a long time, but I've never been put in that, like that environment. And like right out of the blue, like that happened on like literally the third day of tryouts. Right. And uh, I remember texting our varsity coach and saying, coach, so-and-so is not leaving. Um, they had on-campus police that had to escort him out of school, like uh, off campus, because um, he was causing all his headaches, you know, obviously for us and all the kids, which was supposed to be like an hour interview with all these kids and it being pushed back because it, it was just taking so long. Fast forward, he went to the superintendent wow. at the school and the district saying that I was uh, favoring all my dynasty kids. Well, sure enough, I, I didn't really have any dynasty kids because at that time I wasn't coaching at age group. I was just coaching at Franklin. And he thought I coached, he thought I kept all my Franklin kids, which I ended up cutting most of them. So one that was already hard enough because I'm cutting kids I've coached for two years. Um, this parent literally would come to mostly all of our away games and record every single game. I don't know what he was recording, but he was recording us on the bench and the kids that we kept. Um, the school board had to hire like an attorney. I had to get interviewed, literally interviewed away from assistants and like tell them what, like what everything that happened, who I kept, the reason why I kept him was I favoring other kids over his kid. Um, it was the craziest thing I ever did. And I was like, I told my assistant, I was like, is this really worth the stipend check? Um, that we get? <laughs> and one, and one, you know, and Coach Lance said, Bob, you know, the stipend check is nothing. Oh yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, did this really just happen? Like, first of all, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I just gotta say, so to what you said before you started this story, did you say that I was gonna be that parent? <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying you as you as a freshman, like you as having kind of know now, like with all his like buddies, because he might have kids that might get cut. Right? I was like, I've never seen this before. <laughs> that is wild. I was like. Is he saying that I would be that guy? I hey, well, first of all, I would be a lot more scared of you than the other parent. <laughs> that was you. No, um, I would. But I don't like, have anything to worry about. Honestly, this is what would happen if Kainoa got cut from whatever team he was on. I'd be like, "Hey, bud, you didn't work hard enough. What can I tell you? Uh, now I got all this time to make YouTube videos. Thanks, man." <laughs> <laughs> well, real, the, the real end. Quick before real quick before Coach Lance goes, um, this kid's already graduated but he's transferred to four different high schools since leaving Delaware his freshman year. So um, one of the best stories was I, my very first year coaching girls basketball, we had, uh, we, we play as a co-ed team, right? Like it was a Friday night game. We were playing as a co-ed team. And it was just for the girls to go out and play with the boys. We were playing this kid, his AU team. And his AU team is our rival. You know, his AU team is, we all know what team it is. Um, so we're warming up. The girls are warming up with the boys. The dad comes up to me and says, are the girls playing? I'm like, yeah, they're playing. And I have one girl on my team that she's not a smart ass, but she'll make smart remarks. So she's sitting on the bench with me and he's like, no, 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 we're not playing girls. 
and the girl might and i don't say anything and the girl on my team and she she goes why are you afraid of us exactly and he's like now, he, he, he tells his son get your stuff get out of here we're never playing girls this is this is a boy sport wow. is he is he the coach no 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 he's just a dad Coach Mel thinks but he's one of the dads that like he stretches his kid out by himself, like he does all this stuff, like which I don't mind. I mean, people do that all the time, right? But he's just very gung ho about his son. And ever since that one moment, which I think they were freshmen at this time, freshmen or sophomore, I think it was actually sophomores. Um, I haven't seen him play basketball ever since then. He's the helicopter parent that we talked about. Yes, he is. Um, yep. so, so the the story is you never got to play. That's what I was going to ask. Did you ever coach against him? No. Oh, never coached again. Well, I coached against him his sophomore year because he had transferred to Bear River. And I coached against him like in a, it was like just a, a scrimmage game, basically scrimmage against them. Um, but yeah, he went through, you know, three or four different high schools. And I think it's kind of like from previous podcasts we talked about, right? Like, when adversity hits, instead of like fighting it and working on your game and certain things, um, we're not helping these kids out by grabbing them and making one, making excuses for them or right. two, moving them from place to place. Right. Because now when something happens in the real world and Hey, your dad's not going to be able to be there to help you. Or are you going to be able to do this on your own? Right. right. And, you know, we always tell kids like, like you just said about kind of like, if something was happening, hey, you got to work on your game. Right. And I think, we're so used to making excuses for some of them. Um, yeah, but it was probably, the, that's probably the craziest, one of the craziest basketball stories I ever had because I never had a parent come in and threaten me. And he was like, I want to sue you for everything you have. And I was talking to my assistant. I was, like, we were just barely working. I was like, well, shit, is he going to take all my shoes? That's all I have. <laughs> right. You want my entire stipend? Yeah. No yeah. way. You can have hey, my you stipend. Want- you know what? Hey, if hey, you, you want gonna, my check, you can take it. You're going to take my $600? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Coach Lance, did you have something? I, yeah, I did. You know, just going back to uh, Coach Tom mentioning how he went to uh, – <clears throat> had to do the face-to-face cuts. And <clears throat> Coach Bob, you and I know this very well, and we've, we've talked about it before. And maybe something that you were already going to say, but – I, one thing I want the parents to understand out there, because parents think that when, you know, the high school coaches, when the day comes for the high school coach to have to actually make those cuts, they think that they enjoy that. They, they actually think they, that high school coaches enjoy cutting kids. I, I think that there's a lot of parents that really think that. The reality of it is, and Coach Bob, you and I have talked about this before, was that it's that is probably the worst day of my basketball coaching career. Yep. Especially because you and I, you know, we had to do it. We, we did our cuts face to face as well, mm-hmm. coach Tom. So we've, we've seen the emotions on the kids yeah. and, you know, and seeing, just seeing how deflated they go, they can be and almost feeling like you're the guy that's they're taking away their dreams, you know, and, and um, it, it's just not a fun day for, for at least it wasn't for me. And I know coach Bob, it wasn't your, your favorite day. And, you know, coach, coach Tom, it's funny because at, where we coached at Whitney, we would do it in a room that's inside the hall of the gyms. And so they would have to walk down the hallway. And so 
every year that we did it, we had to coach Bob and I, we were the last ones in the room and we were like, okay, we're going to walk out of this room together because there's going to be a parent waiting for us in that, (laughs) in that hallway. And, you know, coach Bob is a lot bigger than me. So I need, I need his backup. If there's a (laughs) parent that's that's in there. (laughs) That's when, that's when you push coach Bob forward. You just run out the door. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, So coach Lance, coach Bob, was there a parent always waiting? No, there wasn't. Okay. There was maybe if I, I can remember one time, I think one time, and it's not that they were waiting, but I think more that the, the kid had left and we were about re- getting ready to leave. And, and then as we were leaving, they were walking in. So, and it wasn't, the, and that conversation, if I remember it correctly, it wasn't, it wasn't anything that was very, you know, it wasn't an emotional conversation or anything like that. It was just, this is what it is. And, you know, and we just kind of moved on from it, but it, it, it not nothing close to what coach. No way. Yeah. I, so I got a couple comments and a story about tryouts, but um, to piggyback on, on what coach Lance said, it's, it is I, for, at least for, for us, I think I speak to you, coach Lance, the hardest day of our coaching careers when we have to sit down face to face from a, a teenage kid and tell them they're not going to make the team with the rest of their friends. And we recognize that we understand that some of their friends are going to be on that team. And during the season, especially in our program, it's demanding. You're in the gym six days a week. You don't have time to hang out with other people outside of the team. So you kind of get left out and we do recognize that. And and we, there's a kid that we cut that was in uh, my Josh's class that Josh still speaks to, but it still comes up that I cut him. Uh, I still, <laughs> like five, six years later, it's like, oh, your dad cut me. I'm like, Austin, you suck. Oh, the name's out. Oh, so, man. <laughs> he's not listening. Uh, no, but I mean, it's, and, and, but he's a good kid. He was a really good kid. Um, and he still continued to play, played AU, and they stayed friends, and they're still friends to this day. And you know, I, I gotta, I gotta share that he's doing freaking amazing stuff right now. So, I uh, just, I just want to say that I, I have followed him as well in his career outside of sports, and he's doing awesome stuff. But, um, yeah, so I wanted to share that it's, it sucks, it's terrible. It, 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 you know, losses stick with us, like they stick with players. But I will take any of those losses all day long over having to cut kids. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. To kind of to kind of take this to a little lighter level, I wanted to share a story, and, and I've told this a million times, and Coach Lance probably tired of me saying it, but our first year coaching, we're coaching freshman team, and we we'd never been through tryouts. We didn't know There's three coaches, and we're like, okay, cool, we have our clipboards, and you know, we've we've done tryouts at the AU level. We've never done the high school things. We're taking it all serious, right? And these kids come in the gym, and we're looking at the kids, and of course, we're looking at what they're wearing, and you know, oh, that kid's wearing Vans or cut you know you know you know we're just surfer kid whatever right so we got a lot of kids man we like just feel like all of rockland showed out right so we've got like four courts running they're they're, they're running all the time and we're kind of piggybacking we got hey, it's your a court those guys are probably gonna make it and then we got this other one where we're kind of watching and then the other courts are just kind of eh, just go play for a couple of days you know we're good so we, we get going and we've got our little charts and our valuations and we've gone through two days and the third day, right? We get down and, and everyone's got their clipboards and everyone's, because look, 
there's one thing about like what coach Tom says, Hey, there's going to be parents that are pissed. So it's really important that you keep accurate notes and score your players so that if something does come back, you can come back and go, okay, so look, he needs to work on his ball handling. Um, you know, he's not a good shooter. He's a bad teammate. Uh, he's terrible grades. Uh, we had to let him go. You know, it was just not a good fit. Um, and here's the other kids and here's how we rated them. So at any rate, so we've got our stuff and we're all comparing notes and it's getting to about the second half of, of that third day. And you know, you know who you're going to keep and whatnot. And so we kind of huddle up in between, you know, a couple of the, co- the, the courts and coach Lance goes, okay, here's my guys. And, you know, or the coach says, oh, here's my guys. And I go, what about this guy? Have you guys watched this guy? And coach Lance like, I don't even know who that guy is. Like, this is a kid that wore the Vans. He wore Vans into the gym. I think he played the first day in Vans. <laughs> and I'm like, are they, they slip-ons? Uh, yeah, I think they might have been. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he's either that or, you know, topsiders or whatever. But he's he's rolling over at, at our last corner. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I can't quantify it really right here. But there's something about this kid. I don't know what it is. You put him out there and he goes, okay. So we put him up on that, on that top court and he, and he plays pretty good. I was like, I, I don't understand why he's playing pretty good, but he is. So we like, we're like, okay, well, yeah, let's, 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 let's keep him. Okay. We're going to keep him. So we keep him. Um, long story short, this is a, this is a really bad team. I mean, this is not a good team. We had, I think one player with any kind of AU basketball experience, um, a couple kids that played like, wreck and then we had just kids from other sports going hey i want to play basketball so you know it was it was a long haul well we were in our first tournament i think it was del campo and it was a, it was a weekend tournament uh so we played like four or five games or whatever um and i don't know i think it was our first game and we got out there and we're getting beat uh, and then we we throw this player out there and all of a sudden stuff calms down and I mean, he's not flashy. And all of a sudden, he, he hit a couple shots. He makes some good passes, settles the team down. And all of a sudden, we start playing good. And I, I don't know. I don't even know if we won or not. Long story short is he became our MVP that year. <clears throat> he became the MVP of the freaking team that year. And, 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 and not only that, he went to JV the next year, became MVP of the JV team. Then he went to varsity, and he was freaking two-year all-league. <laughs> And I almost cut him. And Coach <laughs> almost caught him. Hey, was, wait, don't was, cut a guy because he wore a van. Wait, was he rocking the vans during his MVP season, though? I don't even probably knowing him. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Well, well, we all want to know: Did he end up getting basketball shoes? That's what we want to know. Oh no, he yeah. played in them. He did. No, he yeah. played. He played in basketball shoes. Um, the first night he came out, uh, he he did play in his vans, but he did he did have basketball shoes. Um, and to be, be clear, he was a golfer, very good golfer, very, very good. He had, he had a scholarship as a golfer, but oh, um, but long story short, it's like you don't don't judge a book by its cover because he was so close to getting cut. Yeah. And, and wow. I don't know what made me even look at the guy. I honestly, I don't know. I can't even tell you. It's like because he he was a he was a terrible shooter. He had awful form. His his handles were weird, like they felt loose. But so what? Jump all over. What, what did you see, coach? It, it just a feel, right? It was like, it was when he was on the court, stuff seemed to slow down and, and players around him seemed to calm down. And, 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 and he just was 
really good about being right place, right time, and getting the ball where it needed to be. I mean, that's really what it was. I mean, if he needed something, he just get it for you somehow. I don't know. I think the biggest lesson here, though, is the biggest lesson is that, you know, that if you are a head coach and you have good assistant coaches, that you need to listen to them. Yeah, listen. Because in this instance, I remember this because there was three of us doing the evaluations and both of them had his name on their clipboard. And I had I didn't even know who the kid was. I, I didn't. I honestly I, they had to point him out to me and. They said, no, I think we should keep him. And I, me being the head coach could have just said, nah, I got my list. These are my guys right here. But I, I trusted them. And I just said, I said, Hey, okay, you guys are right. We'll keep them. And I almost cut him. That was me. I almost, almost cut him. our all league varsity player. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome story, man. I love that story. It was good. It was, it was, it was awesome, but it was, it was really cool because none of us really knew what we were doing at the high school level. We were cutting our teeth. So it was really, it was really nice that we, you know, had a staff that we could actually work together and listen to each other and learn from each other. And it was, it was just a really cool year. It was, it was, it was weird, but, but really cool. And it was really cool to see those kids progress up and, and do good stuff. And, you know, when we, I think, I don't I forgot how many games we won that year, but it wasn't a lot. I know the varsity team won six games that year. But we did, we did beat Rockland on a last second shot. Oh my God, that shot was amazing! <laughs> <laughs> Who made it? Enzo. Enzo, our little point, our little Filipino point guard. I still I, I look at the the still frames on that because there was you know of course the gym was packed right it yeah. was it was it was Rockland Whitney the gym was absolutely packed so you know we had photographers in the house and we still if you look at the frame by frame or even the video no idea how we got the shot off i still to this day i look at it and go, i have no idea how yeah. we got the shot off over that kid off balance fading away just and it it was pure it's like holy crap i'll send you guys the youtube oh, it's, 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 oh it's, yeah it got so loud coach last flying around on the court <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to see that. I, that I was the like, highest yeah. I've ever jumped in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy. It was wild. That place was nuts that night. I, I feel I seen that clip, but yeah, resend it to me. I want to see it again. I think that was the first time any any basketball team at any level had beaten Rockland for like years <laughs> and years and years. Because I remember, I just still remember we went to the locker room and our AD came in freaking out. He was. Stoked. He was screaming and yelling and singing the fight song. I'm like, what? <laughs> For a year. I'm going, what the hell is this? Right? I mean, it was crazy. It was wild. You, got, you guys made a little history there, right? I guess it was fun, though. It was a blast. It was. That's great. So, coaches, do we have anything else to add to this podcast? No, I think Coach Tom needs to get some sleep. Yeah, yeah I I think it was an excellent podcast. I think it's a great story to end on to coach Bob, coach Lance, um, to all the listeners out there. We really appreciate your guys' love and support. Um, does anybody out there, I'm talking about our coaches here on the panel. You guys have a uh, coach's quote of the day. And I have one written down just in case I love, <laughs> I love my quotes, man. I love my quotes. All right. So this is my quote, my quote coaches and um, all you listeners out there. Precision beats power, timing beats speed. That's exactly how I want. I always tell my boys this. Uh, it, it, it's our life story, right? We, we always play teams that are bigger, faster, stronger than us. 
And I'm not reinventing the wheel when it comes to coaching and basketball and our plays. Uh, it's, it's all about timing. You know, we all run the same plays. It's timing. It's being consistent. And uh, it's being patient. So there's your quote. You guys can chew on that one for a little bit. Um, and we appreciate you guys. We really do out there listening to our podcast. This is episode number six. Um, yeah. Thank you again, everyone, for uh, Coach Lance, Coach Bob, and Coach Tom. I am Coach Mel. And you guys have a great day. Much love and aloha.